Welcome to the Gospel Care Podcast. My name is Jason Kovacs, and I'm one of your hosts. Today, we have a special episode honoring the life and legacy of Dr. Tim Keller. Dr. Keller was a prominent author and pastor in New York City of Redeemer Presbyterian Church. I want to take a little bit of time today to share my story of how I got introduced to Dr. Tim Keller and how he impacted my philosophy of counseling. Now, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I refer or we refer to our approach to biblical counseling as gospel-centered, clinically informed, church-based, and missional. And I would say that that Tim Keller was the most influential person in in that development of of our philosophy of these values that that shape and form the kind of counseling we want to provide and uh, and the kind of care we want to provide. So thank you for joining us and welcome to this special episode. I would say as a counselor, uh, more than anybody else, uh, in terms of pastors and authors, uh, Tim Keller has had the greatest influence on my understanding of and philosophy of uh, counseling. And uh, I thought it would be helpful just to honor him and uh, to share a little bit of my journey uh, in light of uh, his passing this past week. Uh, so my introduction to Keller began in 2004 uh, or 2005, around there, when I was working with a friend of mine, uh, helping him lead a counseling center in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, my friend uh, was from New York City and had been a part of Redeemer Presbyterian Church and had himself been uh, highly influenced by uh, Tim Keller and uh, by sitting under him as his pastor. And so in Charlotte, in our counseling center, my friend was doing what he called gospel-centric counseling. And I remember at that time, I'd never heard that term before. Uh, I don't even think gospel-centered was a term that was being used at that time. Uh, but he, he did what he was calling gospel-centric counseling that got to the heart uh, and I, I remember asking him one day, you know, what do you, what do you mean by that? I've heard of God-centered, Christ-centered, cross-centered, but I've never, never heard this term gospel-centric when it comes to uh, ministry and counseling. Uh, so he shared with me uh, about the influence, about how he had been influenced by, by his pastor in New York, a guy named Tim Keller and the ministry there. And uh, at that time, he he gave me a couple sermon tapes. I was back when we were s still listening to tapes. Uh, I think we were just transitioning to MP3s at that time. Uh, they were becoming more and more of a thing uh, around then. Uh, and so I remember getting in my car and putting the sermon tape in and listening. And I remember thinking, uh, my friend gave me the wrong tape. My friend gave me a recording of a Wednesday night Bible study or something because this guy is just talking. He's just just talking about Jesus, and I can't. I think the topic I remember was on repentance, and uh, and so I kept. But I kept listening, and uh, I remember about halfway through, uh, it just striking me. Oh, he's preaching. He's preaching. 
this is just a, a kind of preaching I had never heard before. I, I'd been uh, on staff at Bethlehem Baptist Church with John Piper and uh, I listened at, at that point to uh, hundreds of John Piper sermons. And so, you know, in my mind, John Piper was sort of the standard for uh, for preaching. So you can imagine listening to Tim Keller for the first time. It it uh, it was a shock, but I do remember that moment when when it hit me. Oh, he is preaching uh, the clarity uh, of of the gospel, the culture, the heart. It was unlike anything I'd ever heard before, and uh, and so I started listening to more tapes. We got got some MP3s at that time, and just started to. To listen to as much as I possibly could. Uh, one of the things that, uh, if you've listened to Tim Keller preach and teach uh, at all, it, one of the things that is unique to him is uh, when he preaches, he's absolutely clear on the gospel in a way that it, uh, that is unique and has shaped so many. I think it it, it really is where uh, many many of us. And I think the the evangelical church adopted the term gospel centered. I, I someone can make the argument otherwise, but I think Tim Keller really popularized that term. At least in my understanding, that's where I first heard that term. And uh, and and as you probably know, uh, it it it's just common vernacular now. Uh, but Keller was one that articulated the gospel with a profound clarity, uh, unlike I, I had ever heard before. Uh, the other the other thing, I think there were three things that Keller did. He articulated the gospel. Number two, he, he explained culture and the influence of culture and the reality of uh, the culture around us in a way that I hadn't heard before. Uh, he quoted secular authors. He quoted economists. He, he, he helped me and many, many others understand the the dynamics of this fallen world. And, and then three, uh, Keller really preached to the heart. And this is, this, this particularly is where I, I feel like I became uh, deeply influenced and impacted uh, in when it comes to not just his preaching for me personally, but uh, in terms of, uh, my understanding of how to care for the soul, how to care for the heart, how to how to provide good soul care counseling, uh, because that's what Keller was doing. As he preached to the heart, he was doing soul care. He was doing um, profound biblical counseling, uh, and you'll hear that throughout his sermons. Uh, there's a there's a robust biblical psychology that comes out in his sermons, uh, and when he speaks, when he preached, uh, he was doing. From the pulpit, I think a version of biblical counseling, and uh, and so I over over the years. At that point, I was finishing up my seminary degree and eating up everything I could from Keller uh, in in the sermons that I could get my hands on and the articles that I could get my hands on. Some of you probably remember uh, the old uh, uh, Reformationary website, uh, Steve McCoy. Uh, in fact, I think he still has that blog. But back in the day. Uh, Reformationary Steve McCoy's blog was the place to go for uh, the latest Tim Keller article uh, that you that that you could read and, and get your hands on links to sermons and and all that. Uh, so I, I I regularly went there to uh, to to see what I could find, 
And, um, and so, yeah, over the years, I think listening to Keller, reading Keller, uh, had a huge, huge impact on me. And uh, I think, you know, one of the, a couple of the, the reasons why he had such an impact and why I think his impact is really important. And, I, and I'll share some of the resources that have been significant for me. Um, but I think what Keller does is he gives us an example of taking the gospel and understanding the gospel and applying it to the heart uh, in, in a way that I think is is so critical for us as, as biblical counselors, as Christian counselors. Uh, what he does is gives us an example of what that looks like. Because it's one thing to be able to say, uh, we love the gospel, we love Jesus, and we love the word of God. Uh, but it's another to understand the human heart and condition and to be able to bring the two together. And that's what Keller did so well, is he brought those two stories together uh, and captured the imagination with the gospel and Jesus, the good the gospel being the good news about Jesus and what Jesus has done for us in our place, taking our place uh, and, uh, and, and, and capturing our imaginations with that, that glorious story. And, and also dissecting or, or exegeting the heart uh, the mind and the heart and bring and, and, and our stories and bringing those together. And that's the challenge as, as counselors. That's, that's the great challenge is how do I bring the, the, the story of Jesus, the story of the gospel and the word of God uh, to bear upon my story in our world, in our culture. My story is the, is the prominent story. My story is the most important story. And I want to try to fit God into my story or Jesus into my story when the reality is that God has already fit us into his story. Uh, and Keller Keller really modeled that and taught that uh, like no one else. Uh, and so a couple couple resources that uh, that I've found just incredibly helpful over the years from Keller, I'll share them with you because these are resources I've gone back to again and again and again. Uh, and and the first one is uh, his article uh, in the Journal of Biblical Counseling that he wrote, I believe, in 1988, uh, called Puritan Resources for Biblical Counseling. And this was, I believe, one of the best overviews of the theology of the Puritans and their contribution to the care of the soul. Uh, it's, I think, 30-something pages long. It's like a small book. You can get it on the CCEF website. You just Google that and you'll find it there. Uh, but it is a wonderful, wonderful overview of the Puritans. And I remember reading that years ago and just being so impacted by what Keller writes and, 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 and being surprised by the holistic approach of the Puritans. Sometimes in my mind, the Puritans were these very staunch and, and uh, rigid, maybe legalistic uh, men and what Keller brings out is the uh, complexity to which they understood the human condition, but also the sufficiency of the gospel and the word of God. Uh, Keller's section in that article on the imagination was, uh, was really groundbreaking for me and opening my eyes to the role of the imagination 
and, uh, and, 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 and if there, if there's one thing that, uh, that I, I would say it makes that whole article worth it is just that section. I think there's a lot of work to be done around, uh, the, this concept of the imagination and pu- the Puritans got this, uh, and Keller highlights this in that article. Uh, and it is great. Uh, so that that's the first one. I, I've read that article over and over and over again, and um, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Over the years, uh, it has uh, it has served me well. Uh, the second article that you can also find online, if if you Google this, you'll find it. I'll we'll put some links in our show notes. Uh, is Keller's article Four Models of Counseling in Pastoral Ministry. Uh, it's called Four Models of Counseling and Pastoral Ministry. And he highlights the different um, models of counseling uh, that, that you're going to encounter. So if you want an overview of, of counseling just in general, uh, from secular to Christian to biblical, Christian psychology, uh, cognitive behavioral, psychodynamic, all the different kinds of models of counseling. Keller does a masterful job summarizing that in this article. And uh, at the end of it offers what he calls the elusive balanced approach, which is really a gospel centered approach uh, to, uh, to counseling. And I often think of that. I remember again, reading this article years and years ago and thinking, yes, that's it. That's that are, this is articulating when trying to do and I want to do. Uh, and so again, I, I've gone back to, I've used that phrase, the elusive balanced approach. Uh, I think that that really captures a lot of Keller's approach to ministry. Some love that, some hate it. Uh, I, I would be in the camp of those who have been so blessed and have benefited from that. Uh, so another another couple resources in terms of books. Keller started putting his ministry uh, resources into the form of books, which has been an incredible blessing. Uh, but his book on suffering, walking with God through pain and suffering, uh, is an incredible resource and approach to understanding suffering in a gracious yet robustly biblical way. Uh, I, I think Keller does in there uh, a wonderful job of laying out a biblical approach to to suffering and sin and trauma, uh, while at the same time not being reductionistic. And so uh, I'm grateful that he wrote that and put that into, into print. Uh, another book, uh, maybe my favorite book, is The Prodigal God and, uh, and the story of the, the prodigal son and, and God's heart for uh, his people. Uh, you can listen, you look up Keller's sermons on The Prodigal Son, and those are masterful as well, uh, but put into book form in The Prodigal God. Uh, Keller really... Uh, unpacks that that parable in a in a really important and powerful way uh, for anyone dealing with guilt and shame, uh, which is all of us. That parable and, and Keller's book uh, really brings out the the power of grace and the gospel, and uh, and our understanding of God's heart and and God's nature and His grace. And then an, another book is Counterfeit Gods. Uh, where Keller uh, lays out his understanding of idols uh, that are common to to each one of us that we all struggle with, and how do we 
repent and experience freedom uh, in Christ. Uh, I think Keller's so well known for his unpacking of this idea of idols, along with David Pallison's article, um, Idols of the Heart and Vanity Fair. I think Keller has also been significantly instrumental in introducing this language of of idols into um, in, into our uh, our understanding, uh, preaching, teaching, counseling in in kind of our circles. Uh, you know, in some ways, we we have to be careful. David Pallison wrote a follow up article that brought out some of the nuances, uh, and I think Keller does this as well. But uh, uh, there can be a danger in just assuming, well, you have one of four idols that you're struggling with: comfort, approval, power, control, and uh, and there is a little bit of a danger to short circuit the process and the complexity of how those idols. Uh, work in our lives, but I highly recommend uh, counterfeit gods uh, to anyone. And then, lastly, I mean, there's other, there's many other books, but I, I, for for sake of time here, uh, Keller's book on marriage, uh, the meaning of marriage that he wrote with his wife, is a great book for relationships, um, and I also recommend that, uh, and have recommended that to many many people over the years. Uh, uh, I also wanted to mention a, a number of uh, Tim Keller's sermons because, uh, as, as I mentioned, uh, it was I first was introduced to Tim Keller through his sermons, and over the years there are so many, but I, I just want to mention a few that have been really instrumental for me and and that I've shared with people over the years that have that also blessed them. Uh, the first one is a sermon called "Praying Our Tears." Uh, in that sermon, uh, Keller really opens up the the under, our understanding uh, and the biblical and the biblical category and our understanding of lament and practice of lament. Uh, now, more has been written on that over the years, but I think for me, my first introduction to a permission and an, an invitation to be honest about my tears and pain and suffering in the context of prayer and in, in my relationship with God came through this sermon. It's a beautiful sermon. There's another sermon in that series called Praying Our Fears as well. Uh, that That's wonderful. But this one in particular had a huge impact on me. Uh, another one I believe also in that same series is called The Wounded Spirit, uh, where again, Keller really unpacks the nature of, of, of pain and, and suffering in our lives. Uh, in our internal world uh, that that is just beautiful. And then how the gospel speaks to that. Uh, another sermon that is uh, that that has impacted me over the years is uh, one on God's guidance called uh, God's plans, your my plans, God's plans. And, and it's another one from the Proverbs and uh, where he unpacks Proverbs 16, 9. And I've gone back to that. I've shared that uh, sermon with many, many people um, over the la- over the years. And uh, uh, yeah, it's called "Your Plans, God's Plans." Uh, if you Google it, uh, "Your Plans, God's Plans." It's one of those sermons I can never uh, remember the name. My plans, God's plans, but it is your plans, God's plans. And uh, and I think he does a, a wonderful job as he always does unpacking how God, how God 
guides us, how we understand God's will. His, his line in that sermon that I think about all the time is God's, God's guidance is not so much something that he gives as it is something he does. You know, we always want to, to God to give us his guidance. God, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me where to go. Tell me what to do in this decision. And, uh, and Keller unpacks uh, how God uh, guides us. And it's more of something he does than something he gives. And so uh, the last, the, the, the next sermon that uh, uh, I would recommend is one called Love and Lust. And, uh, and this sermon does a, a wonderful job of unpacking the nature of love and uh, the nature of lust and the difference between the two. Uh, there's, there's a lot of sermons Keller has preached over the years and a lot of teaching online that he has around uh, sex and desire and, uh, and, and love and lust and, and how, uh, how we are to understand that. And obviously, as counselors, we are dealing with the human heart that is always feeling, always thinking, uh, always desiring. And uh, this would be one uh, of many resources from Keller that uh, speaks to that and really helps unpack that. So I could say a lot more. There's so many more resources I could probably point to, but those were a few that were on the top of my mind. Um, overall, uh, Keller's work and uh, life has been just instrumental uh, in, in mine and so many people's lives that I, that I know. Uh, as you, as you, many of you have seen online this week, just the the tributes and the the thanks and the gratitude that has been expressed for for Keller uh, is is really something. Uh, it makes me grateful that uh, that in the most I was thinking about it this way in the most four years of my spiritual life, you know, in my uh, in my twenties, mid twenties to now uh, in my mid forties. Uh, I'm so grateful that uh, that God has has uh, has provided and, and blessed us with the ministry of Tim Keller. Um, I, I, I probably don't even realize the impact, and uh, and so I, I want to encourage you. Some many of you probably already ha- have stories of your own. You've already you've been impacted. You have stories of your own gratefulness. Uh, if you haven't, if uh, if any of these are new resources for you, especially if you're a counselor or a biblical counselor, uh, I really want to recommend that you listen to his preaching, look up these resources that I mentioned, and uh, I, I think they will bless you. And again, provide you a wonderful example of what it looks like to articulate the gospel, understand the gospel, uh, and and also exegete and understand the heart. So I want to conclude by honoring Tim Keller and thanking God for Tim Keller and his emphasis on the centrality of the gospel and the transformative power of Jesus uh, and how that has impacted me, but many others in the counseling world. Uh, The practical applications of his teaching have helped many to find hope and healing uh, for emotional and spiritual wounds. And not only has Keller resonated in his message, the gospel through Keller resonated with those within the Christian church, the evangelical church, but uh, Keller's also known for the impact that he's made on skeptics and seekers who are searching for meaning and purpose. Uh, 
Uh, so his legacy, which I'm so grateful for in the practice of, of biblical counseling, I hope will continue, will continue uh, and will impact churches and impact many, many lives for years to come. Thanks for joining us on this special episode of the Gospel Care Podcast. If you're interested in more information on gospel-centered counseling, training, or consulting, please visit us at our website, gospelcarecollective.org. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to answer any of your questions. We'd love to serve you in any way we can. Thanks again for listening, and God bless. Thank you.